This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, we take your calls and hear your real ghost stories with our special guest host today, one of your favorite guests, Carol's sister, Kathy Gordon, joining us today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802. Or writing at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost story with us. Write in realghoststoriesonline.com and help keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person, an EPP, that's a supporter of the show, you will get access to all 300-plus bonus episodes exclusively for EPP members. You'll also get uh, access to advanced episodes of the show, commercial-free, weeks before they go public. And uh, you also get our ebook, our audiobook, all sorts of extras, five bucks a month. Sign up, keep us on the air, and uh, get all the uh, hookups at uh, ghostpodcast.com or uh, patreon.com slash realghoststories. Uh, today, it's me, Tony Bruschi, and Kathy Gordon is uh, joining us. Thank you uh, for stepping in for uh, Carol this week, Kathy. Well, thank you so much. Um, Carol had to have a little minor uh, skin cancer taken off her lip. Yeah. And she has uh, this, um, it looks like, she looks like a real housewife now with the big swollen lip. <laughs> I'm sure she would love to hear that. Or have you have you said that to her yet? Or are you just keeping this for on the air? Because I don't think she ever listens back no, to the I, show. No one ever does. But. I, I told her she looks like a real housewife. Okay. So, you know, 
she, she looks like she's paid a lot of money to get that big lip. <laughs> he sent me a picture the other night because yeah. we were we were so, texting. Yeah, we, we said we were texting it, and she uh, she said to me, uh, "Do you want to see a picture?" <laughs> it's like little kids like showing off like uh, knee injuries. You know, look at what's under my band aid from my fall. <laughs> exactly and it it was she said she could have done this if she didn't have to use the letter b the letter p (laughs) if she didn't have to use an m she would be great so basically (laughs) most syllables are out and uh yeah wow well i i I hope it's improving for her by the day she seems in good spirits when i've i've uh been texting back and forth or emailing back and forth with her so yeah, I think it's I think it's doing well. Good, good. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, I we just had uh, your daughter on last week, uh, and that was really fun and very interesting to be talking about uh, her, her uh, haunted uh, haunted car. And we don't have yeah. to, to go back into all the details of it, but what I must I I want to know. I mean, what's what's your thoughts on it? I mean, when when you started hearing yeah. the stories and. Give me your feedback. Well, you know, it started just like, um, oh, you know, when she really started saying it was really weird, like somebody got in my car and, you know, went through it, but they didn't take anything, you know, like it was just kind of building up to this one event where then she backs out and like she literally got out into pictures and sent them to me as right then and there. And she goes, what is this mom? She said, I, there's nothing here to back into. There's nothing here to hit. And I kept trying to figure it out. Like, did it just like somehow explode? You know, was there some bulb in there that, but then it's, but it couldn't have because it was dented and scraped. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it made, it made no sense. I saw those pictures too. And I was like, what? And yeah, I mean, it's, I I don't blame her. I would probably be doing the same thing as she is with getting rid of the car because there's just too many. Because at at, at first, when when I started hearing about it, like while the story is, you know, kind of in progress, um, I was, you know, thinking like, this almost like sounds like a weird stalkerish type thing, you know, where like somebody's like kind of cleaning your car or, but then you can, you know, that may be the extreme, but then you could also think, well, maybe kids got in and played with in there and then they wanted to make it look nice. And then, I don't know. I mean, there was a couple different angles that were, none were great, but. Yeah. And like with, with the last thing with the taillight Mm -hmm. or the rear end there, I was like, you know, I mean, I'm thinking everything. I thought, did somebody shoot at her? Yeah. You know, all these things. But then I thought, no, because it's scraped like you ran into yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was no, I mean, you would have found a, a hole or, or something. Yeah. You know, some sort of, yeah. something would be there. I mean, yeah. Or a rock or something that somebody threw, but it would not explain the way it was dented and scraped no. like you, no. you know, I, went into something. I'm I'm hoping that's the end of the uh, the cars because she still has has it, has it sold yet or is she still she still got it on the market? I think she still got it and is in the process of selling. Okay, okay. I was talking to her last week. We were saying we maybe you should market it as haunted. Like there's a market yeah. for that now. So, <laughs> well, yeah, there might be. I mean, there may be that special someone yeah. out there who would just love to have that. It's like a, a spite a, a spite car. Somebody like buys it for like their their child <laughs> that they really don't like. <laughs> Like, you've been an ass your entire life. You want a car? Here's your fucking car. Here you go. Yeah. Here's your car. Haunted. Yeah. Perfect first car. Haunted. Yeah. 
Well, Dad. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Kate's a, she's a cutie. She really is. Yeah. A, a, you know, she's got this great personality, but she has lived in the haunted, um, yeah. a couple haunted places with me. So I think every now and then she gets, uh, she, you know, yeah. she's, she experiences things. Her, her spidey way. sense is definitely up when it's uh, when it's going on. Let's yeah. uh, let's jump over to our first caller at 855-853-4802. Hi, let's hear your ghost story. Hi, guys. This is Jill from Kentucky. I've called a couple of times with different stories, especially about my dad who passed away um, a couple of years ago in the house that I live in. So I wanted to tell you guys another one that happened. I guess it was a couple months ago at this point. Um, so anyway... There was a day, I've got a three-year-old son, and it was just one of those days. He was driving me absolutely insane and, you know, just being a three-year-old. And um, I was kind of losing my cool with him. And he had just broken um, a glass, a wine glass. And I was like, I'm done. Like, you need to sit here and eat your lunch so I can just breathe. So he went and he sat at the table and ate his lunch. And while he was eating, I went into his bedroom and... I was getting a couple things cleaned up in there. And before I went in, so there's a picture of my dad right next to his bedroom. And ever since uh, my son was little, we always tell the picture, good night, you know, good night, Grandpa Ken, we love you. And, um, you know, good morning, whatever. So anyway, I was just looking at his picture and I had said to him, I'm like, dad, you know, I just, I miss you. I really wish you were here to make these tough times a little easier. And you know, just having a conversation at the end, I thanked him for, you know, all the ways he comes through to me I, and just all the signs he gives me that he's not really left us. So anyway, I went into my son's room after that, did what I needed to do, came back out maybe two minutes later. And um, I uh, went out into my kitchen and right next to my, or in my kitchen is my, um, my basement door that leads down to the garage. And right next to the basement door on the floor was a dried palm leaf. Um, you know, the ones they give you on like Palm Sunday at church. And um, so this is significant because when I was little, uh, we grew up Catholic and every, you know, Palm Sunday, we would go to church and get these palm leaves. And my dad just loved to braid them into crosses and whatever else. I mean, he would just have my sister and me collect bunches of these palm leaves so he could go home and braid them. And, you know, then they would dry out and he would hang them around the house or whatever. So anyway, I have not been to church and God, I can't tell you how long. It's been a very long time. And I certainly don't have any palms, plants in my house. Um, so that, that palm leaf, I mean, by the time I went into my son's room and came out, it was just there it just manifested on the floor so I just said you know thanks dad um well that same day I went to the gym and when I got home um I went into the kitchen my boyfriend was home with our son at that point and I went into the kitchen and on our counter with my dad's name on it it was my dad's heart medication um that he stopped taking before which let was part of the reason that led to his death he died of a heart attack and this heart medication, he stopped taking it a couple months before because I guess he didn't like the way it made him feel. I don't know. But my stepmom had told me that. So I went out and I said, Michael, where did you find dad's medicine? And he said he had just went downstairs to look for a gym bag. And when he picked up a bag that we have never seen in our basement before, um, the medicine just rolled out of it. 
So he had brought it upstairs. So that was odd. Um, and then that same day, this is just a day full of signs, that same day, um, my son and I were watching TV later and we had the Apple TV on. And then all of a sudden, the Apple TV, my TV, everything just went off. And my little boy looks at me and he goes, oh, Grandpa Ken turned the TV off. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> that's insane. So yeah, the whole day was just filled with crazy signs from my dad. Um, and I mean, these are things that just constantly happen around my house. So I have plenty more stories. I would love to tell them right now, but I'm sure I've eaten up a significant amount of time already. So I will leave it at that today and I'll call back with more another time. Um, thanks as always for listening. And I hope you guys are getting through all this craziness. All right. Of COVID and um, yeah, I'll call in later. Bye. Thank you for sharing that, uh, that story with us. So many things to unwrap there. Uh, your thoughts. Well, um, yeah, yeah, I, I can totally understand that. I, when I can, as she was telling it, I was getting kind of the chills because my son came to visit me just recently and he's 34 now. Mm-hmm. And we were out in the back evening. It was beautiful. We were rocking in the chairs and talking and, uh, I don't know. So we, we got to chatting and he said, um, he didn't like scary things. He goes, you know, I never have. And I said, yeah. And I said, he goes, you know, that all goes back to now. I'm going to say something, make y'all laugh. He said, Bozo. He called my dad Bozo. Okay. And um, he was very close to my dad. And my dad died when he was uh, about eight years old. And he, one time he came out uh, right, shortly after my dad died. And um, just, you know, kind of out of the blue said, uh, well, you know, Bozo told me last night, whatever. And we all just kind of stopped and looked at him. And I thought, you know, he's young. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. You know, he's probably, it would, it, this went on quite a while. Like, you know, every so often he'd say, well, that's not what Bozo said, or Bozo told me to do this, or, you know, and it kind of, and I just kept kind of letting it go. Well, the other night we we're out rocking and he goes, mom, that was just absolutely the truth. And I said, did you actually see him? And he said, like he was standing there. He yeah. said, the first time I saw him was right after he died and I was crying and he sat down on my bed and uh, I, I opened my eyes because somebody sat down and it was him and we talked. And uh, he said, for the longest time, if I wanted him, all I had to do was, you know, say his name and I'd look over and he'd be standing in the corner or, you know, something. And I, it goes, and it lasted maybe maybe throughout the first year, mm-hmm. off and on. And this reminded me so much of that yeah. when she was talking about her son, and then the the things that she found, like the palm leaf, like that's not just something that you have in the house. I no. mean, that's you know, um, and then that you know the the quirkiness of the medicine just showing up that day, and you know, her son saying. You know, those kids are really intuitive. I think until we train them not to be, you know. Yeah, it's almost like now that's you know. I think it's it's almost dismissing them not to be because that's what what we end up doing with a lot of the thoughts that are so that's out there. You know, it doesn't you know go along with the format of what we believe or what we're supposed to believe. 
And then eventually they're like, no, I mean, that's, you know, because I'm, I'm wondering, I mean, at one point when your son said that they, uh, that, that, that Bozo kind of, you know, started to stop showing up, was, was he getting older to the point where, was he starting to look at it like going, that's not even possible, you know, and then, I, and then reasoning it out? You know, I asked him, like, yeah. what do you think was happening? Yeah. And he said um, that he thought that... Um, Th- that it just got to a point he didn't need him there. Okay. Like he felt like he stayed as long as we needed him. He was in the house, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I think it was more like that, like him, you know, just making sure we were okay. And then finally, you know, he crossed or transitioned, whatever happened. Sure. And, you know, I, I do, you know, I, and I kind of sensed that too, over that year, a lot of different things happened. Like she's talking about, and um, yeah, boy, I think that's really true. She couldn't. Yeah, she really. That one really strikes home with me that she happened to talk about that because I, you know, I just. And I will bet you anything when her son is twenty five, if she'd ask him, he'd go, "Oh yeah, it was I there." Saw him plain as day. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I want to ask you and get your insight on this because early in in the first part of the story, they were talking about the the picture that they would all look at and all you know kind of say hi to and all of that. Do you think, and, and it's one thing when it's like a, a photo taken that, you know, literally it's, it's, it's part of that day, especially the negative, you know, it was there on the day that this event was taken. If you have a negative, if anyone doesn't know what that means, that's what the memory card was a big memory or a big memory card that if you looked at it through a light made everyone look like they were evil. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, that's, that's how we uh, did pictures. Uh, but it could pictures or, or more specifically, can a a piece of art? And I want to ask you this because obviously you are in the art community and I, our, our audience knows that, too. Can a piece of art that is created um, just for example, and we can go down 50 different paths here. But um, for example, a a a portrait or something that is painted of an individual uh, of someone who is real that exists or did exist Um can something like that have any sort of energy that that kind of gets attached into it just by the mere fact of of creating that that image that piece of art someone putting their energy into it um can it somehow then connect back over to who this is representing or 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 even a space or a place that's being uh put into uh, a piece of art well, okay, that's a that is very very interesting thoughts. You know, um, uh, the portrait I, <laughs> of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde really, yeah. you know, thinks about that. Like, you know, of this whole portrait, it just is him, you know, getting more evil and evil. So, I mean, it, this this is a concept that's floated throughout history. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, in relics and all this sort of stuff. We, you know, we we, we have you know voodoo dolls and things that we try to get a likeness and you know so yes throughout history it's been a strong belief of that there's you know this kind of mad what they call a um sympathetic magic mm-hmm. right that i do something to this and then this happens or you know that kind of thing and we can trace that back gosh into prehistoric times where people have believed that you you can't you know there are numerous native american tribes that um for for a very very long time refused to have any pictures and i believe still there are tribes that mm-hmm. do this uh re- refused to have photographs taken of them because they believed it captured the uh, part of their soul sure 
it, in, is this, was translated into that photograph. What, do they, and maybe you do know this, maybe you don't, cultures who, who have that belief or held that belief, would the same be said then of a painting of them too, or is that a different thing? No, it definitely, definitely a painting can okay. happen. Uh, I, I like when I'm teaching a lot of times, uh, I, I tell students, you know, photographs kind of do one thing. They capture an essence and it looks a lot like them. But boy, there's something about a painting when somebody captures your likeness. And I'll put a painting up there, mm-hmm. uh, a good portrait painting. And we look at it and I said, it's as if they're still alive in there. And everybody just, I said, look in those eyes deeply. Mm-hmm. You can almost still feel who that person really was much more. There's something about a portrait artist that can capture a bit of that essence of a person. And it's there, you know, I I truly believe it. It's almost this connection. It's almost more lively than even a a still photograph. I mean, I I think so. I think so. It's very interesting how that works. I, I wanted to get your take on that. I, th- I was thinking of that as they were sharing their story. Uh, yeah. 855-853-4802, uh, our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our next caller. Hi. Let's hear yours. Hello. Um, I'm calling from Los Angeles, California. I've called in before, actually. Um, I'm the hospice volunteer that watched a patient uh, say goodbye to everyone spiritually that she saw. Um, that none of the other volunteers saw. It was really beautiful, but I haven't heard it um, on the show. Um, I guess maybe because of, you know, COVID, I haven't really been listening. So I'm catching up as I'm cleaning the house. Um, I do have two stories to share with you, I am, which is amazing. Um, but I do have two stories, two stories to tell. The first story is actually from a friend of mine who flew for a particular airline. This is before 9-11. Um, and a very close friend of mine. And she was um, working the flight. And when you work uh, a flight, you, you know the crew, you know the pilots, you know the other flight attendants you're working with. Um, so she was working the flight. And this is before 9-11 again. And um, she was doing service in first class and she turned around and the captain, this captain had come out of the cockpit, the flight deck, uh, and entered the lavatory. And she didn't think anything of it. Um, So she continued her service. She turned back around and he was coming out of the lab and he smiled, tipped his hat to her and walked through the flight deck door. So flabbergasted, first not knowing who this captain was, but also the fact that this guy literally just walked through the flight deck door. Uh, it shook her. Um, so they got to their destination. They landed. She asked the cap- the the captain that was alive uh she asked him she said you know i saw this captain come out of the bathroom and at first i thought it was you but then i realized when he walked through the flight deck door that it wasn't you and he smiled at me and he tipped his hat and the captain said well this particular aircraft and i won't say the airline but this particular aircraft has parts from another aircraft that had crashed and some of the parts from the crash were salvageable, so they took and they used them in this particular aircraft. And um, this particular captain flies 
this particular type of aircraft a lot, especially this air, this particular airplane. And um, he said that's not the first time that he's heard that. So my friend was like, wow, this captain, this ghost captain was attached to some of those parts from the plane. So my question to you guys is, um, because we both don't know, I just think it's a fascinating story. Um, but my question to you is, do you think it was residual or do you think he... Um, still thinks he's flying and I didn't know ghosts had to go to the bathroom but there you go um, but do you still think he's flying do you still think he's in the air or do you think he's just attached residually to parts of the aircraft I don't know okay so second story pertains to me uh, and um, a friend of mine I'm from Los Angeles California and we were going to the Forest Lawn Cemetery in Burbank and I wanted to see um uh, famous people's graves. It's just something weird that I do. Um, but I'm preaching to the choir, so we all enjoy ghosts. So there we go. So uh, we're walking through the cemetery, and um, I was I was younger, so I was probably 25 and 44 now. So I was 25 at the time, um, and we're walking through, and I was a little bit more... Um, not aggressive, but outspoken, I, I would say. So we're walking through, and there's this angry man with a shovel digging a hole very much like a dog would just go out a hole digging it he was digging this hole with this shovel and he was so angry i will never forget the anger and the hate from this man you could just feel the energy so i said to my friend i don't think he works here and my friend said please don't say anything just let it go let's just look and have a good time and of course me, I'm like, no, let's follow the rules. I don't think he works here and I don't think he's supposed to be digging a hole in a graveyard. So I said to him, and, and let me preface, he was dressed in khakis and a white button-up shirt with a collar, not attire for digging a hole in a graveyard. So I said to him, I said, I don't think you're supposed to be digging a hole here, do you? And with such anger, and hatred he looked at me and he was like mind your business this has nothing to do with you and i said whoa <laughs> sorry um so we went on our way um and we looked around the cemetery for a little while and the whole time i'm like i don't something doesn't feel right about this so we we start to head back towards the car and we're walking back towards the car and we pass the place where he was digging so we get to the place, there's no man, no shovel, no hole. The earth hadn't even been broken. And I looked at my friend and I said, we saw a ghost. Literally, that had to be a ghost. So the only conclusion that I could come up with is maybe he had a loved one buried there and he was angry about them dying and he was trying to dig them up. You guys are the professionals. I have no idea. But anyway, those are my two stories. I hope you enjoy them. I love being an EPP. Um, thanks for everything you do. And stay safe in these crazy times and continue the good work. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for sharing uh, those two stories. I want to. I did want to talk about both of them. But since we're coming off of that one, let's let's go to that. Then we'll talk about the plane. Um, what I'm interested in with. Uh, with that whole story and there's a lot to unwrap there, but the, 
the the disappearing of the man and the earth, the the ground that he was digging up. That has always fascinated me when we have stories of people while I was driving down this road and there was this house and we needed to make a phone call, you know, prior to cell phones or whatever. They need to stop at the house. On the way back from their trip, they get back there and the house is like abandoned, torn up, ripped apart, was nothing like it was four days ago. Um, or it's just not there, period. But then they look at historical records and find out, boom, oop, there was a house there once. It looked just like that. Um, that is always fascinating to me because it's it's involving more than just a human spirit or a being it, it's actually interacting with the environment and mm -hmm. and that's where what is that how is it doing that is it is it everybody's is it the energy from the people that ended up being propelled onto the literal physical environment that was around them for so long or do structures and things like that just have their own energy to them of, of, of some sort Oh, I'll tell you, that was he, that was even giving me the goosebumps when he was talking. He did a great job telling both of those stories. Yeah. But I think you are um, absolutely right that um, there, that's a whole different level of what we're talking about when actual things, you yeah. know, are rearranged, reconstructed, or somehow reinvented. So we see them yeah. and participate in them. I wonder if this that caller has had other has had other apparitions, or if that was kind of the only one that he actually saw something. Uh, do you remember a long time ago, Tony, when I told you that story about the haunt, the funeral home basement? Yes, and I'd been down there, and there was the door with all the stuff that I was keeping for the attorneys. Yeah. And it was similar, like it was just torn up, mm -hmm. you know, like the VC. I just remember those VC edge tapes, all the tape was pulled out and it yeah. was all over the place. And, you know, uh, there was a car seat tipped over. Like there was just stuff everywhere. Like yeah. they pulled these boxes down, papers were everywhere. And then when I went back a couple of days later, it was perfect. And and with that, when, when you analyze that in your mind and and you know that this happened to you i always try to then in my mind go to well okay this happened but how did these uh, how did the physical rearranging of things the correction of things happen yeah. or, or, or or did it ever uh, have to be rearranged did something make you see it in that you know, way that was all torn apart. And then when you went back the next time, you weren't seeing it because that wasn't that's, it. Almost that's like, what I'm wondering. Yeah, if like, it's more like it was this vision that yeah. I walked into and saw, and like him, uh, that he actually saw something that was happening maybe in mm -hmm. a parallel. Yeah, like are, are these things that we're, we're seeing really there? Um, you yeah. know, uh, when we're and then because you go back and then it's completely back to normal, or is it uh -huh. almost like a hallucinogenic, you know, drug? You know, something is, is is hitting that part of your brain, and then that's what's making you see it. The one thing that I would throw the the caveat situation to that would be the folks, and I've heard many stories like this, kind of what I referenced earlier. Car broke down, had to go into a physical structure, into the house, use the phone, and all that. Your brain yeah. would not be generating a safe house to walk into where there's an operating phone. You know, that part, uh -huh. that that just doesn't play into that scenario. But something from a distance, though, or or you're just kind of an immediate, but you don't have to physically interact with it. Um, I, I could see it being almost that hallucinogenic thing where something is trying to take control. Uh -huh. it, it's almost like when we have stories of someone just um, 
getting information on something. You walk into a room and you just, boom, you know all the the, the story. It's like a download where yeah. you, you don't have to necessarily, a computer doesn't have to sit there and read aloud everything that's being pumped into it. It's on there. It knows what's there. It's almost as if as humans were getting that from time to time, but we don't necessarily have the skills to to fully understand when that much information is just thrown at us that quickly and to, yeah. to digest it all. The other thing that's interesting about that particular one that is kind of similar to mine was the anger in it. Yeah. Like he said, he was so angry. And that's what I sensed when I opened that door was the anger of what it was as if they were looking for something. And his is kind of the same way. Mm -hmm. Like they're angry and they're digging, either looking or burying or trying to find some, you know, something or, um, yeah, I, it's very similar in that respect. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. L- let's jump back to the uh, the airplane story because I know I have heard a version of this story before, and I don't know if it's something because he said that he heard this from a friend. So I don't know if the friend was just kind of retelling an airplane story, uh, you know, to them, uh, or if this friend that they're referencing is literally the source of the story that was was told but i've heard that version of it where the parts from the airplane um and i i, I used to know the the details that i was trying to do a little googling while we were uh, hearing the story um it, it, there were several flights where i've i've read parts have been used that were salvageable for other airplanes and then they're in time seeing ghosts of these other individuals uh, on the planes, but quite often captains, sometimes um, uh, passengers and whatnot. Are, are you familiar with any of those stories? Um, no. Well, no, but he did bring up a couple interesting points when he said, you know, do you think this is some residual from the crash mm-hmm. that, you know, these are this is kind of attached to this? Or do you think he thinks he's still at work and he doesn't realize he's dead? I think maybe both. Yeah. Because it would be, I almost like wonder sometimes when you have these things that seem to be repeating themselves, but sometimes kind of interacting, but not super, just almost like as if they were a live human being doing their thing. Mm-hmm. I, 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 The way I try to understand it is I'm thinking of a time if I have a dream and that dream is the, the context of time is all messed up. Um, I'm, I'm not really realizing that it's not normal for me to be flying an airliner as my career. Uh, you know, we're, we're just, yeah. we're, we're, you're in a situation in the dream and as outlandish as it may be in that moment, everything seems as fine and normal and you're there. And if you can even like, sometimes you can even identify, at least I can, a, a history uh, to that individual, that version of me that's doing this job or doing this thing with the people, places I've never been. And it just all seems completely normal. And then you wake up and I've had moments where I've woken up out of dreams going, where am I? And, and it, it taking me a yeah. moment because I'm almost like flipping out of that other, <laughs> other identity. But in the dream, it's, it's not that I'm another person. It's just mm-hmm. that I've, it's like these other things are normal. I don't know what that is. Well, or I, I, I kind of like the, well, I don't know if I like it, but I'm, let's say I'm kind of gravitated towards the idea that people, that they, they don't know they're dead. Yeah. And so they're going through these things again. Mm-hmm. Um, one time I, I 
when I got my very first job, I was 12 years old and I was at this, uh, it was at a Carnegie, oh, you guys all know like old Carnegie libraries. Yeah. Okay. And um, it was still a library and I got a job doing like putting books away and cleaning and dusting and things like that. And you had to go down into the basement to take the magazines and put them all away on the shelves. So I'm down in this fairly creepy, as you can imagine, basement in this old building. And I felt somebody looking at me and I turned around and there was this little girl standing there. I'd say she was seven or eight years old wearing a plaid dress. And it was an odd drop waist, old fashioned dress. And she had a bow in her hair, which was very odd. Yeah. You know? And she was redhead freckled and uh, looked at me and I looked, she just looked me right in the eyes and I looked at her and then she turned around and walked backwards and then just sort of dissipated on the way out. Like, and it was, and you know, of course, I'm panic struck. I, I left the stack of magazines, ran up the stairs, and Mrs. Dugan, the librarian, said, "What? what what's what's wrong? You're all flushed or whatever." Mm-hmm. And I said, I, "I, I was just downstairs, and I saw a girl, and I could tell by her face that I wasn't the first person to say they'd seen this girl." Yeah. You know, and I was pretty young, so I don't think she wanted to get me all shook up. So she was like, oh, I'm sure it's all okay, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like that, where I don't know that sometimes people know that they're dead. And yeah. so they just kind of walk in. We, when we're, once again, when we're doing something that's kind of mundane and our, our minds are open, mm-hmm. they step in. Yeah. It's uh, it, it, it's always interesting because there's so many. Anytime you think, oh, I might have this figured out, I might know the direction this goes. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> exactly. Here's the story to uh, prove that idea completely wrong. But yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's how it works. Well, we're gonna wrap things up there, Kathy. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show with us again today. Oh, I loved it. Thank you, guys. I just <laughs> love being here with you. It's I, awesome. I would all take care. Of I us. would have you on again in a heartbeat. Uh, if I ever need fill in, you'll be the first person I call if if that's cool with you. Oh, totally cool. I love it. You know, I love it because it's a, this is weird, but it sort of feels like a, a safe place to to sure. tell our stories. You know, it does. because. We do, you know, you don't want to just say these sorts of things to everybody. So we're we're a community, yeah, you know. You're exactly right. We used to call it group therapy for the paranormally affected <laughs> when we started yeah. the show, and and it's still really no, no matter what, it's still very much, uh, very much is that. Thank you again yes. for uh, for being with us today. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our phone number to share your real ghost stories with us. Support the show. Keep us on the air. Become an EPP extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Brisky. Thanks for listening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward limited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. 
Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.